it would not be at all a strange thing for people who are older to take this if they're in a very responsible position, and many responsible positions do require it. I can't think of any more responsible position than the President of the United States. And the only reason not to do it is if you're trying to hide something or you have no respect whatsoever for the people who are being governed. You have to want to be there for your, for your people. Put it right there. Okay, yo. This is a podcast going on. You know what I'm saying? Down here doing my favorite thing on a Sunday afternoon. You're listening to the American Freedom and God podcast. Presented by JPF and Associates and the JohnPFox.com training portal and classroom where we share commentary, wisdom, and counsel. This is a weekly podcast show. Thank you for tuning in. All right, all right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the American Freedom and God podcast with your host john p fox um pleasure to be here again today guys been away for a little while i got the holiday come around it was time to take a break um but this here episode is titled where do we go from here (laughs) so we're back now from uh the thanksgiving holiday again i skipped a few days in the latest episode uh consistency there but, you know, everybody's got to go on vacation once in a while, right? <laughs> so we're going to, you know, I used to be, I would do my podcast even on the vacation. So maybe I'll get back to that. Um, yeah, so well, today's title, Where Do We Go From Here? This is what we're going to talk about. It's kind of a off-the-cuff title because one of the reasons for that is the spontaneousness of having just coming back from a lot of, uh, you know, food and drink and friends and Friends, family, neighbors, and relatives, and <laughs> actually, I didn't see a whole lot of relatives, but uh, friends and family and fun times. So you get back, and then you're like, "Oh God, I got to get back to what I do." <laughs> so sometimes there can be a little bump in the road when you're doing that. So we decided to make our outline kind of a freestyle today, kind of like what this podcast is all about in the first place: uh, American freedom. And God, so don't forget at the end of the show, we always bring a hope message. We're going to, today we got Tony Evans, a sound bite from Tony Evans for the hope message. I just might be able to hurry up and get over there and tell you what the title is on that one. Oops. So, um, Tony will be doing a sermon today. I won't play, of course, I won't play the whole sermon. We'll get a sound bite out of it. So from November 25th, that was yesterday. His title of, of it, it, the title here is, the generosity of spiritual growth. So we're going to find out just exactly what Tony Evans is talking about with that their title, the generosity of spiritual growth. 
And uh, also, I've got Jason Chaffetz today. We're going to see what Jason Chaffetz has to say on the... He's sitting in for Sean Hannity on the Hannity Show on Fox News. And I decided that, you know, I've always had uh, yeah, I've always had uh, an inclination for Jason and the way he does his show. I kind of like it. So we'll go ahead and I decided that even though he's sitting in for Hannity, let's go ahead and listen to what he's talking about. And then uh, classics from Dan Bongino. If you guys haven't heard of Dan Bongino, he's an ex-CIA, uh, ex-Secret Service, and ex-cop from New York. Um, kind of been into a lot of different uh, higher-up programs with the government and with security. Uh, Dan is now doing a, he's doing a news show, also on Fox News. I think it's later, later in the evening. But he, he does podcasting. He's got like three shows going on, so he's very busy at the microphone. We're going to go ahead and check... Uh, check in with uh, Dan Bongino's show and see what he's doing for the, uh, the you know, Thanksgiving holiday. See what he threw out there. <laughs> I know he threw something out there, that's for sure. So that's today's show, guys, but let's get right into it. What do I mean by where do we go from here? Well, uh, one of the things I want to point out is American freedom allows for you to own your own toys, okay? Without that, without freedom, this right here... Right here, unfortunately, I wasn't prepared to do that. This was spontaneous. <laughs> I told you, I'll work it. This right here wouldn't be mine. It would be, it's just a $100 model. It's not like it's a 1000 2000 but still, it wouldn't be mine. It would belong to the government. Without freedom, you're not free to write your own songs. Um, you might write them, but will you be able to publish them? Will anyone ever hear them? Will you be allowed to bring them to the table without freedom you you don't just wake up in the morning and decide what you're going to do that day without freedom you don't just go and apply for whatever job you're into without freedom you don't get to talk you know like i'm doing right now they, they will they will come to your door and haul you away without freedom you, you get the idea i could go on and i could i could do that without freedom you wouldn't be able to and i could go for three hours before I would run out of things. I don't think I, even then I would run out. So that's kind of the, the what I'm trying to get at. And we are about to lose some of our freedoms in this country if we don't change the path. So where do we go from here? Well, first of all, we've got to fix what's broken. And I know that's that's broad. But right now the economy is broken. Stock market is broken. The Fed, um, inflation is, is rampant the border, everything's broken. What we have to do is get leadership that knows how to fix it all. The world stage, looking over at the U.S., on the world stage, it's embarrassing. that It's broken. We look like, we look terrible to other leaders around the world. And you know what? Some of these leaders that are laughing at us and we're embarrassed by are also the same leaders that we're hoping we would continue to do well because they stood to gain from it. When America does well, the rest of the world does well. It's a fact. It's known. So some people came along and said, let's take over the American government because we need to make a new world order with China and everybody. And in order to do that, we're going to have to change the American government. They're, they're, they're so headstrong over there. They want to be energy independent. They want to have their own pipelines, own their own oil. They want to be able to be the greatest nation, the shining um, 
object on the hill. <laughs> so the shining city on the hill, whatever that one is. You know what I'm talking about. And so why don't we go ahead and take over the American government and get rid of those headstrong people that want all those things. And let's go ahead and break it. That's exactly what's happening, guys. It may be not be that direct. They're trying to do it. Kind of like what's going to be on the sound bite here in a little while with uh, uh, Dan Bongino. It's going to be after the Jason Chaffetz soundbite. Uh, but Dan has a clip. No, wait a minute. No, Jason is the one who has that clip of it, the press secretary in the White House doing a word salad. Okay, I don't remember which one of these guys has that clip. One of them does. I was doing my, uh, you know, preliminaries before I started the episode today and it just slipped my mind, but I'm pretty sure we're going to be hearing from the press secretary of the White House doing a word salad when asked um, simple questions. She's to the point where she refuses to answer anyone's questions, you know, blatantly. It's it's always got to talk around it, got to put a spin on it. She's worse than Saki was, I mean, when it comes to that. And, and Saki was, you know, notorious for the spin. So... Today, also, uh, I want you to realize, I want you to remember that we have that hope message at this podcast at towards the end of the episode. Um, I will play something that will encourage and uplift you that comes from our Lord. That comes from Tony Evans is going to deliver the message and it comes from the Holy Bible. It's a Bible based message. So we'll be doing that today too. So where do we go from here, guys? Well, you know, I'd like to know one thing, uh, for sure is that when I wake up in the morning and I feel spontaneous, I have a client or two that uh, called upon my company and they d- want to deploy my services. And I'm going to go and I'm going to do that. Okay. And when I get finished, I'm going to give them, I'm going to hand them an invoice. And what they're going to do is they're going to pay the bill. And then I'm going to take that invoice and I'm going to file it. Okay, and we'll put the, the the payment into the bank. But all of this can be very much under attack if we lose our freedoms. The other thing that could be very much under attack if we lose our freedoms is if the client is not deploying me on this morning, then I'm going to, I think I will just find something else to go and do. Will I go and shop maybe a little bit? I need some things around the house. Will I go to the bowling alley? I need to keep in shape and improve my game. <laughs> will I, uh, will I go see some friends and hang out in the yard, sit on lawn chairs, put up the barbecue grill? What will I do? And you see, this is American freedom. If you shut down America, if you take away energy independence, you take away the pipelines, you tell them you want to go green, you can no longer use coal. No longer have electricity. We're going to use windmills instead. If you try to flip that switch on this country and everything, every small little thing that we do each day that we take for granted will suddenly become huge. It will suddenly be, hey, why is all the power off? Hey, why is fuel so, it's above $5 a gallon. How am I supposed to go from here to Statesboro where I was about to go meet a nice lady? (laughs) Any of it, all the little things you ever wanted to do as an American that you've been doing all your life will suddenly not be so little anymore. They'll become huge. You'll be like, I can't even do that now. What, What gives? What happened? Well, we put this guy in the White House. He's using executive orders from day one. It's beyond uh, legal anymore. 
It's not constitutional. We're not following the United States Constitution anymore. As a matter of fact, they're thumbing their nose at the Constitution. And then while, when asked about it, they're saying, oh, you don't, you're, you're bad for democracy that you're even asking me that question. It's bad for democracy. That's what we're getting as an answer. So it's called projection. That's where you do all these things and then you accuse the, the person that's asking you why you're doing it. You accuse them of doing it. You accuse them right back. Say, no, I'm not doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> you're a threat to democracy. Look at the uh, insurrection you did. Or is it a, yeah. Look at the insurrection you did over at the, the Capitol building on January 6th. Yeah, insurrection. There was no weapons. There was no fighters. There no soldiers. The only thing that uprose from that incident that day was people who purposely decided that's what they were going to do and dressed up like Trump guys. Uh, got to change the screensaver, guys. <laughs> that one's getting to me a little bit. So, um, anyway, that's kind of what was going on. We, we, we just went out there to, to protest and it turned into, you need to watch Nick Searcy's Capital Punishment trailer to get more on that, but insurrection with no arms? They didn't show you all this over here. The committee, the January 6th committee shows you only what they cherry pick to make Republicans and followers of Donald Trump or anybody on the GOP to look bad. So they want to make out the GOP to be the biggest threat to democracy ever. And I can understand. I get it. You got nothing else to run on. You don't care about the economy. You don't care about the borders. You don't care about energy independence. You think Green uh, New Deal is the way to be. You like CRT. Uh, there's more. ESG. <laughs> you guys ever listen to Glenn Beck in the mornings? Now, I encourage you to tune in to Beck on his radio show. Find out where it is in your area. You can just, you know, you search it. You find out. It's easy. Get Glenn on, listen in a couple of times, uh, at least once a week, twice a week, if not every day. You will start to learn things you had no idea behind the scenes of what's going on. Um, part of the reason that I put together this American Freedom and God podcast is that I was paying attention to what people like Beck was saying. People like uh, Bill O'Reilly, people like Rush Limbaugh, God bless his soul, he's, he's no longer with us. People like uh, Sean Hannity. These guys were on the radio, Mark Levin, on the radio, and they're talking sense. To me, it was sense. Then when I would put CNN on or MSNBC or NBC or ABC or CBS, I started hearing nonsense from all of those places. I said, well, how can, if Glenn is talking about this and bringing on Somebody's interviewing that knows exactly what they're talking about and they're just explaining things to me clearly. If that guy is explaining these things and it's clearly like that, then why is CNN saying this, which is making that, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's the opposites, uh, the opposition, whatever you want to call it. But you have to decide, okay, what makes the most sense to me? Well, that brings me back to the title of today's show. Where do we go from here? We try to maintain American freedom. And the things that are threatening American freedom has to kind of be tamed down. I'm not saying your friend is a Democrat, right? Your friend is a liberal. And your other friend is uh, with, with the GOP. 
or your other friend is independent. They don't even declare a political party. They're nonpartisan. What I'm trying to say is maintain your friends. I have lots of friends that are vote with the D next to the name. That's how they vote. They don't even, I don't even think they understand why. They just do. <laughs> okay. Do I go up to them and say, you're a moron? No, <laughs> I would never do that. Not to my friends. We never did it. Not to my brothers and sisters, not to my friends. We, we still love one another. Part of maintaining American freedom and where we go from here is to continue with that. Come together, stay together, be together. But also, now, let's see. You can't have that conversation with certain people? Then don't. Well, you can vote a certain way. And you can listen to certain voices. And these voices are the ones that maybe they... Pers you know, they sway you the most. Maybe they uh, persuade you the most. So these voices are talking the sense, if they are talking the sense, <laughs> of America and American freedom, then that's what you want to tune into. Um, if Mark Levin is telling you that uh, the president did this and did that, and he doesn't care about this and he doesn't care about that, but he does care only about the ice cream or whatever, you know, you can, you can take it with a grain of salt or you can begin to understand what's really going on. So there's a lot of things to soak in and you can get all over rumble.com to get your politics from pretty much podcasters like myself. I'm on rumble.com, the American Freedom and God podcast. You can also find this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. I, I tried to get it out there. So, but you can also listen to YouTube. If, if the YouTube owners, which is basically Google, if they're not shutting down the podcaster because they don't like what he's saying, he's censoring, then you'll also get voices of reason there. I, as a matter of fact, I put an episode on YouTube. I started this channel on YouTube, American Freedom and Gun. I had to move it to Rumble because Rumble allows me to talk. YouTube does not. Okay. So there's no, you're, you're not going to be saying those things on YouTube. I said, okay, the YouTube slap. Ouch. <laughs> but uh, did I care? No. Why should I? Well, why should I care? I can also put it on johnpfox.com. You know, Rumble is starting to grow. And soon it'll be as big as YouTube. I mean, YouTube took many years to get where they're at. So it's going to take time. But yeah, that's happening. This is happening. <laughs> the other thing is um, Parallel Universe. Dot com. I think it's Parallel Universe or Parallel Economy. Uh, let me, we'll get back to that one. Uh, Dan Bongino is always talking about it. You go and you have to have another source for your pay processors, your banking, your phones, all of it. You need another source because right now it's owned by people who side against American freedom. They just don't want you to know that. They don't actually want to, you to lose your freedom, but they want to control it all. Okay, and when they do that, when that happens, authoritarianism happens, then what you once had is done. They'll take the guitars away from you. They'll, well, maybe not the guitars, but you know what I'm saying. They'll take your vehicles away from you and tell you what you can ride or drive. Okay, you'll become um, categorized by status. You will be told what you're an expert at instead of trying to find that on your own. When you take little things away and they start telling you what to do that's what i mean by you're losing the american freedom let's not let that happen guys whatever it takes again it starts with leadership 
listen to the people I'm talking to you about on this podcast. Don't just listen for one day. Listen for three weeks. Go into a three-week training. Start with Glenn Beck, the Clay and Buck show at noon, and listen to Sean Hannity at three. Listen, maybe watch Laura Ingram on Fox News in the evening, um, and then Mark Levin. And do that every day for three weeks. Go into three weeks training. Then, don't worry about counterbalancing everything you're with, with Laurie Ingram, with Mark Levin, with Hannity, with Glenn Beck. Don't worry about counterbalancing everything they're saying to the opposition because they're going to bring that opposition right onto their show and show you what the opposition is saying. So, but you can, you can still, you can still listen for yourself. They usually bring it right on the clips from CNN or whatever. And then they explain to you what's really happening. That's important. You don't even know how to vote until you know what's really happening to your freedoms. So I'm here to kind of just put it out there. I don't like to bash anybody. I I love my friends and I I love to be happy and love to do fun things. I'm just, uh, I'm just an ordinary guy talking about American freedom, (laughs) wanting it to stay that way. And if we're not careful, even our own friends can cause us to accidentally lose some of that because they don't, they accidentally don't really realize. And so listen to those names I mentioned. You can go back and replay what I just said. You'll be able to get that back. Listen to those people I'm talking about and see what I mean by it. You will find out. Before I go into the first soundbite, guys, which is uh, it's about due, I'm going to go ahead and l- read a couple of headlines for you off of Getter.com. And uh, one of the reasons I like to do this, Getter.com uh, was put together by Jason Miller when Twitter became very censored. And so you lost your ability, both Twitter and YouTube. I was just talking about YouTube. You lost your ability to um, have free speech to talk about what about voting time? What if the, at the ballot box they do this and do that to you? What if they suppress you? What if they make it where it has to go on for three or four weeks before we can find out who won? What if they kind of switch everything to, to, to work that way? What if they have way too much early voting and not enough same-day voting? What if the machines break down and the, uh, they won't process the, the ballot? So you try to say any of that on Twitter and they shut you down. You try to say any of that on YouTube and they shut you down, or at least they used to. Jason decided to put together a website uh, for social networking that you can come to and say whatever you want. And believe me, the trolls are here too. <laughs> it's not like he's shut out the Dems or the liberals. They're, they're there too. But that, I don't think they like being there as much because it's mostly the sensible kind of talk you're looking for. And here's a couple articles in the Getter News sidebar uh, on Getter.com. That's spelled G-E-T-T-R. If you're not familiar with Getter, guys, get over there and get her done. <laughs> um, it's been said, right? Get over there and make yourself a membership of uh, Getter.com and start posting. You can post anything you want. Uh, you know, they have reason like anywhere else, you know, obscenity and things like that. But you can pretty much talk any way you want to on Getter. So I'm looking at the top headline in Getter News. Black Friday bust. Local media reports lack of long lines at retail stores. What? It's showing a picture of Best Buy. For you guys that ain't watching the, the Ditto Cam, I'm able to describe everything that I'm talking about to, to best, you know, best I can. Make sure you can get the gist. So I'm looking at uh, a photograph of the parking lot over at Best Buy. There's virtually nobody there. One or two people walking. Actually, there's literally two people walking to the front doors. And it's Black Friday. Okay. I just went to, it's in Georgia. 
I just went to a mall to get a new pair of Levi's. Yes, I confess, I like Levi's. Uh, <laughs> this is not a plug for Levi. I'm not doing a commercial. But I went in there to get it, and you know, Levi's kind of high cost anymore. So yeah, a little expensive on the expensive side. Anyway, um, that line was only to the back of the store. But on the way there, the Nike line, uh, a couple other brand uh, stores in this mall, they had lines out the door, and they had a bouncer at the front of the line letting people in at when he says. <laughs> kind of like a, going to a nightclub that's super popular. And so everybody's standing outside waiting to get into this store. There's not going to be any stock left by the time you get in there. Anyway, that wasn't the problem at that mall. But they're showing a picture of Best Buy here. It looks like it is the problem over here at Best Buy because there's nobody there. So they're not selling a bunch of PlayStation 5s right now? <laughs> uh, I don't see anyone out there. It's Black Friday. It's early morning. No line. Used to be there out there camped from, uh, from, from Thanksgiving after the Thanksgiving dinner. They would set up camp right there outside the, the doors and wait for the open in the morning. And then they would try to bomb rush whatever was in there before it was sold out. So this article says it's a lack of lines because the retail stores are clearly spooked by inflation and recession and shop no shoppers are clearly spooked. They're not at their best buy anymore. First of all, how are you gonna buy a PlayStation 5? What was it, three, four hundred dollars? Um, and then the extras, and then a couple of games that go with it, if you're paying that much money for fuel every day to get to work and back. If uh, the dollar value has dropped almost half, now your your one dollar is now worth fifty cents. How are you going to buy a PlayStation Five when you're going through all that? You know, unless you're just somebody where money doesn't affect you, and there are there are many in the United States. Another reason why this country is considered the shining object on the hill is because there are so many here that are wealthy. This inflation is not going to infect. Uh, infect. <laughs> it's not going to affect them because they don't care too much about every dollar. But the person that's working day and night, like the worker at Best Buy, the geek squad, <laughs> they come to work every day. They're waiting for that boss man to give them that paycheck at the end of the week. And this is what's going into their bank account. They don't have the multi-millions already. They don't have all that. Maybe they're an entrepreneur. Maybe they're trying to get there one day. And that's another thing. If we don't keep American freedom, we're going to lose entrepreneurship and everything in this country. So I'm going to just reel that in. That was the first headline. Um, uh, let's see. What else is going on? What's happening here? Danish Football Association CEO. Human rights aren't the responsibility of football players. Uh-huh. Somebody speak up already. Yeah, that's true. There's a few more headlines here. Newly elected conservative school board fires the superintendent. Bans critical race theory. Bam. Day one. Executive, executive order ring a bell. Executive, what did Joe Biden do on day one? Now we have some new elected conservatives at school boards all around the country, as a matter of fact, because uh, there is a wave coming, guys. And if you listen to Steve Bannon, I encourage you to listen to Steve Bannon, the war room with Steve Bannon. Former um, Trump advisor, White House chief, uh, not chief of staff, but advisor. Um, he might have been chief of staff. Anyways, you can look that up. You listen to Steve. He's always telling you the same stuff, that there is a wave coming. We're not going to turn around and just roll over and let uh, 
let the thing that's destroying America continue. We're just not going to do that. And, and Steve, Steve has got an awesome show. I, I listen to it, you know, when I can, almost every day. And, and I'll just play it on my phone when I'm busy working and stuff. And I don't really want everyone else to have to hear it, so I don't superimpose it on them. You just put it in your earbuds. And Steve's uh, podcast is literally awesome. He's always got guests. He's always got uh, the interviewers on there, interviewees. And he's always interviewing them. And he's telling you where that you can get uh, their book or their information and what they're talking about. It's very interesting, guys. He's a, he's a real fighter. He's a real fighter for America. And he is probably one of the biggest, besides Mike Lindell, the patriots there are in this country right now is Steve Bannon. So I encourage you to listen into that. So that's it for Getter.com. It's time to go listen into Jason Sheffield. Let's see what Jason's talking about here. Hello, Mr. President? I don't think I can hear you. Can you hear me, Mr. President? You want to hear what you're saying? Yeah. Hello? Happy Thanksgiving, Mr. President. Are you there? We're all here. Oh! Happy Thanksgiving! I was so worried this call wasn't going to go through. How are you? President Biden is now 80. The serious questions about his mental and physical health are not going away. But don't expect much transparency from the White House. Have a look. When will you get your annual physical, Mr. President? When do you think I need it? <laughs> you just had a birthday. <laughs> I've gotten my, I will get it. Part of my physical is already done, and I'll be getting it before the end of the year. According to reports, Biden is now weighing whether or not he will run for a second term. But many are wondering if Biden is even capable of finishing out this term. And now between his low poll numbers, America's economic woes, and the comparisons to Jimmy Carter, some Democrats are ready to move on. Here now with Reaction former HUD secretary and the founder of Little Patriots, a free digital platform teaching children America's founding principles, Dr. Ben Carson. Uh, Mr. Secretary, hey, thanks for, so much for joining us on Hannity. Um, I want to talk about the policy side. That's that's one issue of what's going on with President Biden. But I want to talk about the cognitive decline. Is is that do you think a fair question? And how do you view this as you as you see somebody who's 80 uh, and in the White House and struggling on what seems to be a day to day basis? Well, you know, the human brain is a very complex organ system. And uh, when you're born, you have billions and billions of neurons. Over the course of a long period of time, you don't increase those number of neurons. Uh, they can decrease or become less functional as time goes on. And certainly when you become an octogenarian, uh, there can be questions asked, particularly if you're acting in a way that's different from the way you acted 20 years ago. It's a very simple thing to do what we call a menti-mental, mini-mental exam. It takes less than 30 minutes answer these 30 questions pretty straightforward and uh, it would not be at all a strange thing for people who are older to take this if they're in a very responsible position and many responsible positions do require it I can't think of any more responsible position than the President of the United States and the only reason not to do it is if you're trying to hide something or you have no respect whatsoever for the people who are being governed 
Well, look, if you struggle with whether or not you'd allow them to fly an airplane, I don't know if you want them flying the the, the country and having the nuclear codes as well. Um, Secretary, there's also comparisons to um, Jimmy Carter in terms of policy. There was a malaise. There was high inflation. There was the lack of uh, energy production. Our military was struggling. Um, you know, this picture is roughly when Joe Biden was running for re-election at that time. Um, and he had been in Washington that long. What do you see the comparisons policy-wise between Jimmy Carter and Joe Biden? Well, you know, Jim, at the time that Jimmy Carter was the president, uh, I was a Democrat. I was a liberal and uh, found many ways to excuse the activity. Uh, things have changed. I've become a little more sophisticated in analysis. Most of the things that are going right now that are problematic for our country are self-inflicted. And uh, they can be resolved relatively quickly with the injection of some common sense. And common sense is something that both Democrats and Republicans uh, sometimes have. It's not a necessarily a Republican or a Democrat thing. But we unfortunately have a media who tends to completely excuse one side and blame the other side. And people who aren't very well informed are very easy to manipulate. This is the See, exactly what I was trying to say a while ago, that people that really aren't listening to the right voices pretty much think that, uh, you know, they're, they're doing the right thing and they have no idea, no idea how much we're hurting our own freedoms here in America and hurting America the way she was once standing so the 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 fruits of this nation are being harmed they're being diminished just a little out of time and also when the COVID-19 bug hit and I, I pray for anyone that ever had that or, or got sick and died from it for their souls but I and because that's a very sensitive uh, issue right there it's a very sensitive uh, subject but um, when it hit it also gave leaders something to wield, a weapon to wield. It was called COVID. We'll use COVID for this. We'll use COVID for that. And they wield it like a weapon. It called draconian power set in. We saw that with the governors of this, a lot of the states, um, you know, imposing certain regulations on everybody based on COVID. And then that was fine at first because we really needed to be careful with this thing. Nobody needs to, yeah, it's, it's horrible. Um, so it was fine at first, but when it started to smooth over and go away and herd immunity started to set in, people started taking off the masks, the mandates seemed to still be there. The draconian power seemed to still be there. And they still, they, they don't want you to go back to being free. <laughs> they want you to continue to do what I tell you. And this was evident. It started with a very serious thing, but it turned into, yeah, I can use that as a weapon. And I don't think they even, premeditated that way. It just developed that way. They became drunk on power. I have a special uh, show I want to play before we get on to our hope message, guys. I want to just play a little clip from Dan Bongino. I think if you're not listening to Dan's podcast, um, hey, you're missing out. Dan is quickly growing to be the one of the most listened to uh, podcasters, uh, 
talk show hosts right now in the world, especially, well, at least in the United States, if not the world, because his show is growing huge. I mean, it is growing daily. But you should be listening in, guys. It's a, it's, it's a one-hour show. You can check out Dan Bongino on Rumble.com. You can go to anywhere you get your podcasts, and you can watch him on Fox News, I think at 10 o'clock, some, some slot in the, in the evenings. All right, so let, or at night. <laughs> so let's go ahead and play a little bit from Dan here. Well, Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is easily the worst press secretary I've ever seen in this position, just entirely in over her head, was asked about an obviously exploding scandal. This ongoing scandal of the President of the United States selling access via his son to enemies of the United States and foreign governments as the big guy. And Corinne Jean-Pierre, you'll see here, instead of having a polished, ready-to-go talking point, she had it, but she struggled to find it. I want you to listen. It's a short clip, but I want you to find what the talking point was and then see if you can pick it out. I'm sure you can. You're good at this. Check this out. Can you address whether the president was involved in any of his son, uh, Hunter, or his brother's uh, foreign business deals? So, look, I, you know, um, there's there's some a little bit of uh, interesting uh you know, kind of on-brand uh, thinking here because, um, you know, congressional Republicans uh, ran uh, saying that they were going to fight inflation. Uh, they said they were going to make that a priority. They were very clear about that these past uh, several months. And, and instead, what they're doing is they're focusing, uh, you know, they're focusing, they're making their type priority. They get the majority, and their type priority is actually not focusing on the American families, but focusing on the president's family. You see the word salad in the beginning, and then all of a sudden, like, she's buying time. It's a verbal device she's using to buy time. We all do it. Some people do it on talk radio. If you forget what you're going to say, you just try. That's what the ums and the ahs are. They're little verbal ticks that buy you time. She doesn't have, she forgot the answer. You all heard it, though, right? What's the talking point? Republicans are worried about Biden's family, not yours. That's the talking point. Pretty clever, right? Pretty clever stuff. All BS. Nonsense. Your family got screwed over when the Vice President of the United States for your country, a consent of the governed constitutional republic, your family got screwed over when Biden decided to use his son as a conduit for international business deals with enemies of the United States overseas humiliating and embarrassing us in front of our enemies and creating a blackmail file probably 7 to 10 feet tall. That's going to be their talking point going forward. And the Republican counterpoint should be, wow, that's interesting because it seems Joe Biden was more interested in enriching his family than actually taking care of yours, i.e. the inflation crisis. Oh, oh, that hurt. That's a kick in the nuts. That one hurt. Oh, my gosh. Should have put a cup on for that one. See, Republicans, that's how it's done. You hit right back at that. You see, if Joe Biden wasn't worried about enriching his family, maybe you wouldn't be paying $6 a gallon for gas in California. Oh, that stung. Oh, boy, that one stung. Reminds me of that. Remember the coach? And people said, kick me in the jimmy. That's it. That one hurt. That one hurt. <laughs> Remember that guy? Am I aging myself? Kids are like, who the hell's Beavis and Butter? That was the greatest show ever, man. The greatest show ever. Remember when they used to get caught doing stuff by Mr. Anderson? They'd get caught in his camper tearing the place up and they'd walk out 
And he'd walk inside, he'd look at the damage. What'd you guys do? He'd be like, oh, that was other kids. I just saw you guys. That's Biden. It was other kids. This is the other kids' presidency. It was other kids. Here, someone should make a monologue out of that at Fox. The other kids' presidency. That's what this is. Everything's other kids. Putin did it. Should I do that for the weekend show on Fox? What do you think? Should I, Jim? I just came up with that. Mike, what do you think? Should we do that? This is the other kids' presidency? Mike's like standing by. Inflation, Putin did it. I, oil, high oil prices, the mom and pop gas stations did it. I, everything's the other kids' president. That's this guy. All right, all right. Thank you to Dan Bongino for that soundbite on the American Freedom and God podcast with your host, John P. Fox. I also want to point out to you guys, there's a new post at johnpfox.com. We just put up an article yesterday. I'm fighting one of these uh, little tiny little things that flies around in front of my computer screen. I don't even know where it came from and how I got in here. They usually don't show up until I get out the wine. <laughs> and then I'll get one. And Anyways, back on track. So there's a new post at johnpfox.com, and it is on the subject of dating sites. So what's going on? What's happening? Why that? Well, I did an experiment for the last six months. As you know, yours truly became available. Getting a little bit tired of, uh, you know, not having on, getting on with chapter two in life. So we're going to need to kind of see what's out uh, on the ocean there. And in the meantime, I decided to do an experiment with dating sites. Is it work? Is it worth it? Is it worth your money? Should you do that? Should you not do that? Let's go ahead and click the post one time. I'll click that title get to that page and let's just see a little bit of what I was saying um, so there's an image on the post over at johnpfox.com the title is why is it so hard to find someone on a dating site I don't know why I had so many words in that title but hey you know maybe it'll work with the search engine today I want to have a discussion about dating sites so I have been connected to two dating sites now for six months and for six months I must have seen about 600 faces if not more <laughs> Of the opposite sex. So the conversation here is focused on the example of heterosexual and dating sites. Well, I was looking at these faces for so long, it became a thing where there were brackets. That's where you can just tell by somebody's face if they fit in your brackets or not. I mean, because on a dating site, that's all you're going to get anyway is their face. Most of them put their whole face into the picture. You don't see anything else. Um, what do I mean by brackets? Well, Jan and Susan, who are outside of the brackets, I see that right away. <laughs> I just see it right away. That means you can just tell. If you were to go with either one of them, eventually they might like you, but you wouldn't. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just saying, too, they might not like me either. But if you were to go with either one, Jan or Sue, they're outside of your brackets eventually you might figure out you're not happy to be with them. And then somebody gets hurt. That's not cool. So it's just a part of life. It's one of those things when two people come together dating, that is because both fit in each other's brackets of expectation. In other words, they look at each other and say, yeah, you, you, you're a fit. I might like you, I might not, but, but what I'm seeing right off the bat is a fit. So let's, let's try this. And then you can go eat dinner or something and talk to each other. You know, a second date, if you want a second date, you know something's going on there. If not, you found out a few other things. But when you first saw the person, they were in your brackets. <laughs> so the article goes on to talk about that for a little while. And then it goes into, um, but what's happening here is that uh, every face you hit the green check mark for on the, on the dating site, you're doing the carousel, right? It's going to show you, uh, 
I don't know, 30, 40 uh, people that you're interested in or might be. And you're going to say whether or not you're interested by clicking the green check mark or the red X. And they're going to show, they're going to show you about 30 of them, maybe more. So you're going through this and, oh yeah, she's a green mark. She's a green mark. Yeah, green check. Uh, oh, X, X. All right. X, X. No, I don't think so. X. Green mark. Green mark. Yeah, yeah. And you're doing this and by the time you get to 100% done with the carousel, it'll say, based on your choices, we have come up with a match for you. And it'll pop up a picture of you and a picture of the suggested match <laughs> together and you'll be like that chick didn't want to be with me i can tell you that right now uh because she's like only 49 and, and uh, she's uh, she's looking for chad and the article goes on to talk about the psychology of people on dating sites another thing it talks about is why six months later are the same faces still there didn't anybody find a date <laughs> it, it, you got to understand something you've got to understand that What's going on in the world of online dating sites is not what you think. Um, go to johnpfox.com. Why is it so hard to find someone on a dating site? And I, actually, I don't try too hard. The messages I did receive were from lovely, nice women that were just not in my brackets. So I wouldn't be happy. You know, she looks too much like my mom or she's, she's not aging very well or, that's not my type. Yeah, uh, all that was happening. I was getting a message here and there, and I was like, radio silence. Because nobody's feelings are about to get hurt by me. Nobody. And so I just don't say anything. Other times I did say something or another. I just say, you know, everything's great. The weather is fine here. Thanks for asking. And, you know, you just kind of leave it at that. If they, they might throw another message after that or they might not see they're intelligent too even though they're not in your brackets they are smart and they know when you're trying to just walk on by like at the grocery store how you doing <laughs> later <laughs> you're not being mean to them you're just trying to do radio silence so as so that nobody has to have that conversation why don't you like me no it's not about that <laughs> but dating sites are very peculiar anyone that paid uh, a certain amount of money to find a date on a website is not about to settle because they paid their money. That's the one psychological aspect. The other one is they're looking for Chad. These, these girls are all looking for Chad. You can message them. They might say nothing or they might say not interested because you're not Chad. You're Mike or Jim. And they don't want to go with Mike or Jim. <laughs> I don't like that baseball cap you're wearing and those sunglasses <laughs> and the stupid NASCAR shirt you got on and those uh, old jeans. <laughs> they're looking for Chad. And so they're never going to start dating a guy that isn't Chad. So they're going to stay on there the whole six months. They're not going to message anyone. If they do, you must be Chad or Romeo. And uh, same thing with the guys. If you're looking for the gal of your choice, it's like you're looking at a menu in the restaurant and you just don't want to settle for the uh kielbasa and sauerkraut over here when you could have the uh filet mignon over here uh, anyway that, those bad bad examples but i'm just saying i don't even eat that stuff anymore i used to got that six pack ab going on again guys that's another podcast episode but um you're in a restaurant looking at the menu and you don't want to settle and it's taking you a long time to decide that's what the dating site's going to do to you. You're going to be looking at the menu going, I'm, I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to go with her. I'm not going to go with her. She messaged me. She sent me a heart. I'm not going to go with her. Why? 
Look at her. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyways, let's move on. We got uh, get to the hope message to the American Freedom and God podcast. So we always include a hope message towards the end, and we are now there. If I can just find it. <laughs> All right, we're going to listen in today to Tony Evans, and I do hope this is inspiring as much for you as it always is for me. This is Tony Evans from his sermons, the TonyEvans.org website. And we're going to go ahead and check a few minutes of what he's saying here today, guys. To not give God what God deserves is to remove yourself from the place of blessing. Dr. Tony Evans says there's an important connection between generosity and spiritual growth. Your capacity to experience God's grace is tied to your willingness to honor God and give Him. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. As we grow spiritually, the things God values become higher and higher priorities in our lives. Today, Dr. Evans talks about one of those values and what happens when we have the faith to embrace it. Let's join him. It is the most misunderstood, misused, misappropriated, miscommunicated, misresponded to reality of the Christian life. Jesus said over and over and over again, as he taught doing his earthly ministry, that money was the single biggest indicator of your spiritual condition. And therefore, it is directly related to our subject, and that is spiritual growth. What is this thing? Why is this such a delicate area and such a misused area? A biblical understanding of money in general and giving in particular is simply that your spiritual growth always shows up in your checkbook. To put it another way, money in God's economy is an indicator light of something else deeper. You know, your light comes on in the car. It means something else needs to be checked out. When your light comes on in the car, that's something you can see and you can grasp and you can touch. But it, it's not to draw attention to the light. It's to draw attention to something going on underneath the hood. Jesus says to pull out your wallet or your purse or your pocketbook is merely an indicator light of the spiritual condition of the heart. The average Christian gives 2.5% of their income to the kingdom. Today we suffer from a disease we might call cirrhosis of the giver. This is a malady discovered in 34 AD by a husband and wife team named Ananias and Sapphira. It's an acute condition that renders the patient's hand immobile when it comes time to move toward the wallet or the purse en route to the offering plate. It's a strange symptom that somehow doesn't seem to show up at the golf club, supermarket, clothing store, or exclusive restaurant. But when the Bible speaks about this delicate subject. It is delicate. 
It does so without batting an eye or blinking because when the Bible speaks of it, it's related to spiritual life. In fact, when Paul was writing the Philippians, and he writes that great verse that everybody loves, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He comes in verse 17 of chapter 4 Philippians, and he says, now the reason I am talking to you about this is not for the money. He says, I'm talking to you about money, but it's not for the money. He says, the reason I'm talking to you about this is because I want you to fully get what God wants to give to you. He says, there is another dimension beyond what's reading on the dollar bill or the check. It has to do with the subject of this series, which is continuing today, and that is growing in grace. To put it another way, to sum it up, your capacity to experience God's grace is intricately tied to your willingness to give. Your capacity to experience God's grace is intricately tied to your willingness to honor God in giving. In chapters 8 and 9 of 2 Corinthians, Paul really goes into a local church and helps it to understand the correlation between giving grace and spiritual growth. Okay, we're going to stop it right there. As we are always having to watch the amount of time going on in these episodes. Giving is uh, not about the money. Giving is about your your faith. You're going to you part with... Um, a percentage and you just see what happens. It's like planting a seed and watching it grow. This is a very fundamental thing we've learned from the church. I have all my life learned this uh, fundamental thing. Now, I didn't know that's exactly what Tony Evans was going to be talking about today since I didn't review it. I said it was off the cuff. He's basically, he's trying to point out what tithing is without actually asking people to tithe. He's trying to point out what God's grace is and how it, uh, you know, the growth, the generosity of you to give is also is open, opening your arms to the grace of God, which God loves to deliver his grace. And without grace, we're getting something we don't deserve through grace. And without that, we there's no place for you in the holy place. There's no room for you in the holy place without his grace. We're all sinners, right? We're all, we all messed up one way or another. <laughs> I mean, we have literally messed up one way or another. And with God's grace, he's still able to, through Jesus and through the sacrifice that, that went on 2,000 years ago or longer at Calvary, he's able to forgive through that. And he's able to open the holy place to those who believe, truly believe. So be a believer, guys, whatever you do. And uh, we'll come back and do another episode next week. We'll see what's going on in the world around us uh, by that time, some current issues. And until then, I appreciate you listening. And don't forget to go to johnpfox.com and check out that new post on dating sites. Also, you can get the uh, Seven Layers of Love. It's selling very well right now. It's kind of doing good. Uh, the Seven Layers of Love by yours truly, John P. Fox. Get it on Amazon. 
and read about what uh, love really is. I'm an absolute authority. I've been with um, my wife for 25 plus years, and there was something she taught me throughout all those years, and I decided to write about it. There are actually seven definite layers to how we love. And I want you to understand those layers. It can be very helpful, even if you're single right now. It can be very helpful to you. So get that over at johnpfox.com. You can also get it on, it's, it's published on Amazon, but you can get it from the website, johnpfox.com. There's no H in John, and there's only one X. Guys, I really appreciate you tuning in. We're going to do it again next week. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. This has been the American Freedom and God Podcast. Join us every week for the latest episodes. Please subscribe, rate, and review the series. Visit us and comment on a blog post at johnpfox.com. Happy listening, and remember to always show your awesome. Bye.